At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you for the final hour of the program. We are live from the Circa Resort and Casino, the tremendous three-tiered sports book right over our shoulders here. And James, a real treat to have you in town this weekend in studio How's your uh, visit to Las Vegas been so far? Well, it's been a lot of fun. It's been up and down as far as my bets are concerned. Had a, I think I'm glad I didn't have a bet. You talked about this right. game here, and I'm kind of exhausted. You know how these games are. It's by the time we get through the playoffs, because these playoff games, you know, a heightened sense of, of emotion and intensity for the players as well as some sports betters as well. So I think my last two tickets, especially the big position I had on that under in the Cowboys game, and however long it took forever for that game to Finally finished. <laughs> I'm all, I kind of feel emotionally a little drained here from the my up and down weekend, but it's going to be profitable because those last two tickets were pretty significant. Uh, but as far as being out here and being at this, being here with you in studio to face to face, and then being in this circa, uh, just a tremendous, tremendous casino and sports book. So much fun, Brady. It's 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 amazing. I've only been here for I've only been here for a little over 24 hours. But it feels like I've been. It feels like a week. <laughs> I I think that's uh, Las Vegas for you right yeah. there, James. I think other people have echoed those sentiments for sure. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers are back in action. The second half underway, James mentioned uh, in our breakdown at the half that the Kansas City Chiefs would start with the ball on offense, trying to double dip here. They got Travis Kelsey into the end zone with just about 18 seconds left at the end of the first half to make it 21 to seven. And now they're trying to do it again here as they start the third quarter with the ball. Patrick Mahomes just did suffer a big sack there and now facing second and 20. They are already into Steeler territory here as Travis Kelsey gets the ball. He gains about eight yards or so. So they'll have third and long here, but they are already in field goal range with a 14-point lead, currently 21-7. to The last live line I saw was the Kansas City Chiefs favored by 21-and-a-half, and now it's flashing up and back and forth on my screen. I saw it at 22-and-a-half. I have not seen a total yet. Now I show a total 53-and-a-half for the total. But So, I, I mean, this game... What, what did we have? Six punts back and forth yeah. to start this game. We got this live total all the way down to 30 and a half. 
And now we are, let's see, about seven points higher than we were at the close with 53 and a half for your live total in Kansas City. And Jarek McKinnon's been killing it, James, as he is almost in the end zone again, tackled there at about the three-yard line. Well, and no resistance right now from this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I think they did what they could in that first half, but the uh, the lack of any kind of offensive output from Big Ben and uh, his really this, the receivers dropping footballs just put so much pressure on this defense to constantly be out there on the field, and we're starting to see that attrition take place. They're getting worn down. Just not a whole lot of effort on this drive defensively from Pittsburgh now with first and goal for Kansas City inside the five. And Jarek McKinnon gets the handoff. Really no gain there, so second and goal coming up. But uh, the route is on, it looks like, for the Kansas City Chiefs. If they can put another one in the end zone here, I think this is just about over. And We'll take a look, uh, you know, at the games coming up. If Kansas City is able to hold on here, then that would mean the Buffalo Bills are coming to town. And I tell you what, James, I mean, Kansas City, after a sluggish start here, they're starting to look pretty impressive. And you wonder, is that more of a sign that the Pittsburgh defense is out of gas? Or are they really starting to fire on all cylinders? And I would say it's probably a little bit of both. But I tell you what, part of me would almost want to make Buffalo a road favorite. At Arrowhead. Yeah, and I, I think drawing from last year in the AFC Championship game and and also how they performed earlier in the season, I know it was quite a while ago when Buffalo went in on that Sunday night into Arrowhead and won that game pretty convincingly, right? So thinking about where they're at now and the, the confidence that that offense is going with, I think – I think it's going to be a struggle for both of these teams to stop either one of them. Anytime you have Patrick Mahomes, the versatility of that offense in the passing game, playing against the Buffalo Bills defense that, yeah, I think they struggle against the run game. That's not really where Kansas City's strength is defensively. But I just I don't know how either of these teams really kind of stop each other. I think I'll, I'd give the nod to Buffalo on the defensive side if we're comparing units. Uh, especially in that secondary, but they're really going to be challenged. And is that where having White out since the, he's their best corner gone for the season for Buffalo, how does that show up in this matchup? Because we're looking ahead right now. Kansas City has put another touchdown on the board, Brady. So at this point here, we're looking ahead to Kansas City-Buffalo. I wonder when Kansas City starts to look ahead now with a three-touchdown uh, three lead. Yeah, they have put the touchdown on the board. I believe that's the call on the field, but they are taking a look at it. I think it was Tyreek Hill diving in, and they're just checking to see if he was down before he actually crossed the plane there. Um, but the uh, call on the field is touchdown. They have not yet kicked the extra point, of course, so it is currently 27-7 to with the touchdown pending review. Um you know, you, you really, I don't think you can make the Buffalo Bills truly a road favorite in this game. Uh, Kansas City, I would say, has got to be probably, uh, gosh, is it two and a half or three? I mean, I, I, I think a real line would probably be pick them one and a half. I mean, just Kansas City is a very slight favorite, but it feels like to me, I mean, if, if you were going to go ahead and be really aggressive and, and make Buffalo a road favorite, then obviously you're you're definitely taking KC as a home dog, but the other way around, I mean, if Kansas City's a three, three and a half point, point favorite or whatever, then I'm definitely taking the dog that way. Oh, you know? sure. If it's three and a half, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, does it come out two and a half? I think it, it, for Buffalo, I just think the versatility of Josh Allen going up against this Kansas City defense, he is such a tough matchup. And the fact that not only throwing the football and the confidence that he has now throwing the ball, but 
his running ability, I think, is really going to show up against this Kansas City team. I think that's where their the struggles are going to be for Casey. I think they're going to have to play a lot of zone and a lot of coverage deep and keep their eyes in the backfield, knowing that Patrick Mahomes or that Josh Allen can get outside of the pocket. Not only his escapability, but the design plays. We saw some of those. We saw a number of those yesterday against Bill Belichick's defense with the Patriots. The Patriots had no answer. And I we're looking at comparing defenses here. Uh, give me the Patriots defense over this Kansas right. City defense. You know, yeah. I, I mean, that, that's and they just absolutely tore apart the Patriots defense. Um, no, I, I'm with you. I, I would, and if you just look at the rankings and the numbers and the statistics, absolutely, the Patriots defense ranks higher than that of Kansas City. Um, yeah, that that's pretty interesting. I, I just can't believe, and and certainly this game is not over yet. Uh, you can't really set a line on this. Uh, possible Bills-Chiefs matchup until this one comes to completion here at Arrowhead Stadium. But uh, I I think it's really difficult to uh, make either team a favorite, and it feels like whoever's the underdog uh, is going to get your money. Let's take a look at uh, another game that will be coming up in the divisional round, and that will be the Cincinnati Bengals going to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Of course, the Titans, the number one seed in the AFC, they have had extra rest. Um, I, uh, again, this is quick. I'll probably go back to this exercise on Monday, James, and kind of reassess. You know how I like to make my own lines before I kind of get into the stats crunch and start doing that whole thing. Um, I was just kind of off the top of my head guessing some lines here earlier today, and I said Titans three and a half over the Bengals. And, and, Number one seed playing at home, young team with Cincinnati, and and being able to win that first playoff game, get that under their belts with the young team, young quarterback, young coach. Now you're going to go on the road against the rested Tennessee Titans team, but also a team that's a completely different matchup. Tennessee is going to want to be physical on the line of scrimmage, rushing the football. And that's where I feel like the defensive front for Cincinnati, can they hold up against that Tennessee rushing game? And then on the other side, I have some concerns about the Bengals' offensive line. And mm-hmm. I think we saw, and and we know with the bookend pass rushers for the for the Vegas for for the Vegas Raiders, they have Crosby's got a motor, sure, and he can get after it. But it's not a defensive minded team by any means. Are the the Raiders? And think about Tennessee and Mike Vrabel and his uh, his ability to not only match up but also in game adjustments from Vrabel. I, I think I'm, I'm going to favor Tennessee in this matchup here with the young Bengals. Maybe they're they're and they're going to come in nothing to lose here as as a young team got your first playoff win so no pressure here but I just don't like that offensive line having to go travel on the road in Tennessee and hold up because I think for Burrow yeah what's the pressure going to be like coming after him and his ability I know he can he he'll he's got he, he's gonna he's so tough in the pocket and he's such a competitive player but then will tend will he tend to force some things trying to feel like he's got to make some plays. Because it didn't like what we saw out of the Cincinnati rushing game yesterday. Mixon was a big playmaker in that first matchup against the Raiders yesterday. 17 carries, just 48 yards. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they do not get the touchdown upon further review. So they go out there, I believe it was second or third and goal. And uh, a bootleg there by Patrick Mahomes. And we've got a big man touchdown. He throws to the offensive lineman eligible. And uh, the second time around, they do get the six points. They add the extra point, And we are now at 28-7. to seven. The Kansas City Chiefs really opening it up on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The live line is Kansas City minus 24 and a half. Your total up to 52 and a half. And James, this is kind of weird. I mean... 
this game didn't look at all like this after about a quarter and a half of football. And the second half of the first half has been absolutely all Chiefs. And it looks like we're going to end up with that game that we had on Christmas Day or just around Christmas there, the 36-10 to 10 final in favor of Kansas City where they completely dominated. And this game is now holding true to where the odds makers put it originally as Kansas City as a huge favorite. I think at this point, Pittsburgh's just got to put a couple first downs together to let their defense sit on the sideline for a bit and get some rest. Two first downs in that first half. I feel like we haven't seen Big Ben in the offense out there for like the last hour. You wonder if they're just ready to get on the bus at this point. It's getting pretty close anyway, but Big Ben out there again on offense as they trail by 21 points, 28-7. to seven. Still about 10 minutes left in the third quarter as Pittsburgh tries to get back in this ballgame with the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll get back into this program on the other side. Stick with us right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help you make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides VSIN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April the 5th for only $69. You can sign up now to get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year. Go to vsin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you in the final hour of the program. Coming up next, it'll be Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans to get you started on your handicap for the next round of the NFL playoffs with the opening line show right here on VSIN. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs still uh, a lot of time left to go in the third quarter. And James, we were saying in the last segment, Pittsburgh is going to have to do something on offense just to get some first downs to give their defense a break. Well, they did even worse than that. They didn't even go three and out. Najee Harris fumbles the ball on first down. Kansas City gets the turnover and Patrick Mahomes 
Mahomes on first down, hits Tyreek Hill in the end zone from about 35 yards out or so, and now it's 35-7. to That'll happen, uh, I, I want to say, in about 30 seconds total. <laughs> and uh, now 35-7 to Kansas City, and they are a 29.5-point favorite in the live market. Your total now up to 58.5, and... Unfortunately, James, I don't see anything changing. I see this game becoming unwatchable. It is, and and I think right now, I think I heard the bus warming up for <laughs> yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're not talking about Jerome Bettis. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, we knew they were overmatched. The line was indicative of that being up at twelve and a half point, and we saw it till now. We saw late, at least at MGM, they took that down to eleven and a half right before close. Right. So some late action there, at least from that book, for in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, yeah, just not seeing much effort out here. And I think you, when you know that you are clearly overmatched and you try to compete, at least the defensive side did for that first, uh, relatively speaking, the first 30 minutes. Now this is a one-way street here. And, yeah, it's it's this point, do you want to get involved? I'm not getting involved. I'm glad I don't have a bet. We talked about that too, Brady. I'm glad I'm not really in this game. And I don't even know if I had the emotional commitment to be able to get into another football game of playoff betting today. So I think here, where do we go from this? Can we start to look ahead? Can Does Kansas City start to look ahead now knowing that if they win this football game, which they're clearly going to do now, do they start to look ahead for next week and the Buffalo Bills and Andy Reid starts to dial things back? I think from an offensive standpoint here with Pittsburgh, not much to be had here for this team. Maybe that's where if I was going to do anything, I'd be looking at maybe playing that live total like you mentioned and playing the under. And uh, kind of a tough way to go out for Ben Roethlisberger. We do expect that uh, he'll hang it up after this season. Uh, at least he made the postseason. And you and I talked about that as well. He played that final home game at Heinz Field, and we felt there might be a letdown uh, coming up in the next week when they played the Baltimore Ravens. That was really not the case. But now you go in here as such a big underdog. Really, nobody gave you a chance to win this game. And sometimes that can be a motivational factor. But you know, it, it looks like that uh, swan song at home has finally caught up to them here because they really didn't have enough to compete tonight. No, and offensively, it's been a struggle all season long, and this is indicative of what we've seen for the majority of the season from Pittsburgh offensively, and it's a young offensive line. I think that was the expectation come preseason that it was going to take some time for this offensive line with all the new pieces, parts up there, a number of rookies playing in those positions. It's not the same offensive line that we're accustomed to seeing there in Pittsburgh, and it's not the same offensive identity that we've seen for so long in Pittsburgh with their ability to just be more physical at the line of scrimmage within that rushing game. It all fell on the shoulders of big Ben Roethlisberger this season to try to muster any kind of offense and put points on the board. And Yeah, I mean, great career for big Ben, but yeah, tough way to go out considering where they're at now, just getting blown out. Nice that he did have that last win at Heinz Field. Yeah. That was certainly a special night for him, and I know he'll probably remember this season uh, for that game for a long time. Uh, the uh, local market here uh, in Las Vegas, we are starting to see some lines pop up on San Francisco at Green Bay, James. The South Point, our friends over there, uh, have Green Bay at five and a half. The Westgate also has Green Bay at five and a half. Caesars has the Green Bay Packers minus five, but the consensus number is five and a half. It looks like uh, a lot of the books still haven't posted anything yet, but uh, I, I do think that number is a little high unless they are figuring that Bosa and Warner are out. And again, I don't know how many points an odds maker is going to adjust for two defensive players, but I think those two guys are worthy of something. Well, and especially against the team like Aaron, with 
with Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position with Green Bay, and you don't have your potentially have your best pass rusher out there on the edge to get after Aaron Rodgers against a suspect offensive line for Green Bay. This is not at last year's offensive line, in my mind, was much better than what we're seeing so far with Green Bay this season. But then not also not having Fred Warner potentially out there. We really have to see with with Warner there because he is. I, I know for Bosa, he's really he's got great mortar out there and a tough matchup for any tackle to have to deal with. But Fred Warner, sideline to sideline, to me, he is more. He, I feel like he's the more impactful player to not be out there on the field for for yeah. Green Bay because of his. I mean, he's not just coming off the edge and rushing the passer. Right, he's really key in the run game as well, and being able to patrol the middle of the field for any of those intermediate throws that Rodgers likes to to make as well. I think that's the more, in my mind, that's the more impactful defensive player to not be on the field for San Francisco. The only thing I can say is I I think the 49ers might be a little deeper at linebacker. They've got Dre Greenlaw. Uh, they've got uh, I'm trying to think of that guy's name. How Al Shazir or you know they they have got a couple of other linebackers who are really really good. And certainly they have some guys up on the defensive front that are really good too, but I don't know if they have anybody that's as good as Nick Bosa. And I know they don't have a linebacker that's probably as good as Fred Warner. He's considered by many the best in the NFL. But they have some awful good line linebackers. And maybe I'm just thinking the loss of Bosa across the front four just could be a bigger loss because of what they have left. Well, and it'll change the scheme for Green Bay. Anytime you you have Bosa on that side, there's things you can do to combat a great pass rusher off the edge. Mm -hmm. And are you going to keep a tight end and keep a back back there, chip off of him? Different things you can do. Quick passing game. A lot of times you can run at him as well. Right, so there's things you can do to scheme offensively against a great pass rusher like Bosa. But I think for Warner, just his ability to play sideline to sideline, because Green Bay will run the football. It's not all just on Aaron Rodgers sure. to have to make all the plays offensively in the passing game. You know, you the fact that with the the balance that I think we've seen with Green Bay being able to run the football with Jones and Williams, I think they're they're this is a team that isn't just saying, well, Aaron Rodgers, you got to take it. We're going to throw the ball 45 times out here. I think the other thing that we haven't talked about yet, and we don't know what that looks like yet. I haven't looked to see. And so seven days away or potentially six days away, the forecast too. Mm-hmm. And how does that play into Lambeau Field? Is it windy? Is it cold? We know it's not going to be great weather there for sure. But I think a team like San Francisco that can run the football is built to be able to play in those kind of elements. Lastly, though, Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to make some plays. Is he somebody that you trust in a big game on the road to have to make some throws? We saw in that second half today against Dallas, he threw for less than 40 yards in that second half. Not that they really needed him to, but when he had to make some throws, made some bad throws, had had an inter- had a couple opportunities for one was intercepted, but really poor decisions and poor. It was really the accuracy for for Garoppolo. I think that's the struggle for me. Is can I get there with San Francisco? Love the running attack. But can I trust Jimmy G on the road in a big playoff game? And, you know, for about three and a half quarters of that game, I thought Jimmy G was excellent. Um, he missed one play on third down to Bra- uh, to Brandon Ayuk. But, you know, I, I mean, that wasn't an awful pass or anything like that. And, and then it just, that whole game, including yep. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, kind of went sideways and, and bizarre. And he threw a bizarre interception. And, and then we know what happened from there. It just got very weird. But, uh, you know, he's, like I say, he played the majority of that game, I thought, very well. 
um, Kyle Shanahan and everybody else just kind of limped to the finish line, it seemed, for San Francisco. Uh, looking at that weather in Green Bay for next weekend, you've got a high on Saturday of 21 degrees with winds around 15 miles an hour. And then on Sunday, a high of 11 degrees with winds around 12 miles an hour. So pretty similar yeah. conditions. Obviously freezing and a decent amount of wind at 12 to 15 miles an hour right now. And and that's probably more reason to have uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G not slinging the ball around. <laughs> yeah, well, and how much confidence now does Shanahan, knowing they were trying to end that game with that lead in the fourth quarter and some of the bad throws that Garoppolo was making. I mean, he's it's, it's going to rely more on that rushing game for sure. But the, the, from that early forecast, and we know things will change over the course of the next week, potentially with forecasts, but not too bad. When you're talking no, about, that's you know, not crazy. Weather. No, it's not. It's it's. I mean, it was a lot colder last night in Buffalo. When you're talking about the wind chill. It was below zero. Was the wind chill? And I, I think for San Francisco, the weather's not going to be that big of a factor in my mind because it's a team that needs to run the football if they want to advance. And Jimmy G does have experience in weather at that type of the or that part of the country. Yeah. Uh, went to Eastern Illinois University and of course got started with the New England Patriots. So he's been in cold weather before. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they get in the end zone, James. They've got 14 points now on the board. Uh, the final minutes of the third quarter here, under five minutes left to go in the third, and it's 35 to 14. Kansas City still a 23 and a half point favorite in the live market. Your in-game total up to 62 and a half and this game is over the total now what was prior to kickoff at 46 and a half we'll be back with more in just a moment this is the pro football blitz with brady cannon and james salinas on vsan the sports betting network Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And if you missed any part of today's show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. You can catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all for free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And before we went to the last break, the Pittsburgh Steelers got in the end zone. Finally, Deontay Johnson and Ben Roethlisberger connecting for their first touchdown of the game on offense. It was TJ Watt that got the scoring started for Pittsburgh with a sack fumble recovery and return for a touchdown. And they actually took the lead over the Kansas City Chiefs 7 to nothing. Uh, but it's been all Kansas City really ever since. Now 35-14, to 14, your current score. And as I mentioned, the game is now over the total. And we still have over a minute left in the third quarter. The closing total was about 46.5 in this game. And currently 49 points on the board, 35-14. to 14. Uh, Kansas City is a 27 and a half point favorite in the live market. And, and this is really quite a swing, James. We saw this total when these teams were just going back and forth in the first quarter, punting the ball to one another back and forth. There were six punts, I believe, before the scoring got started. Uh, the live total got as low as 30 and yeah. a half. Just a second ago, we were at 64 and a half. Yeah, and Kansas City's covered that themselves with 35 points. And now another big play in the passing game. For Patrick Mahomes, they're down inside the red zone again for Kansas City. So now, uh, and you see they're trying to grind this clock out. 
Mahomes is driving that ball. He's snapping that football with five, four, three seconds left on the play clock. This is something where, yeah, they know they're in command of this game. Now you just want to get out of this last quarter as we approach the end of the third quarter here shortly just to get out of these last 15 minutes unscathed when you're thinking about injuries and move on to next week against the Bills. James, we uh, touched on this a little bit earlier, and obviously you and I both saw that uh, just uh, drubbing of the New England Patriots on Saturday night by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, They were really never threatened in that game, and kind of similar here, certainly from the second quarter on for the Kansas City Chiefs, and of course that will be your divisional round matchup, a rematch of the AFC Championship game and a rematch from a game earlier this year at Arrowhead in which the Buffalo Bills won. Um, so as impressive as Buffalo was last night, do you think right now what we're watching is equally impressive out of Kansas City? I mean, almost to be expected in a sense. I mean, Pittsburgh offensively, all the struggles they've had all season long, and now you're going to go on the road into this matchup and try to have to match scores. There was only so much this defense could do. The defense got the scoring early, like you said. Their defense created the offense, but that's not sustainable for a full four quarters. And the fact that this offense, aside from the last drive with – with Big Ben finally getting Pittsburgh on the scoreboard offensively, really to be expected. And I think here now for Kansas City, yeah, the matchup now against the Buffalo Bills, can that defense for Kansas City be able to stop Josh Allen and the versatility that we've seen from him, not only in the passing game, but his ability to run the football, use plays with his legs, not only getting down the field and moving the sticks, but also just his ability to extend plays. Both of those quarterbacks can do that. Yeah. Mahomes, Mahomes not nearly the the polished runner the way that Josh Allen is as far as speed I, I, and athleticism. I don't think he's as tough. Yeah. You know, he can't, he can't go between the tackles. Right, right. And you know, you're not going to have design run calls for <laughs> – for Mahomes to try to get himself banged up in between the tackles there. But to that point, both quarterbacks can get outside the pocket. They can step, they can climb the pocket, get outside the pocket, extend plays. And I think for for definitely with Kansas City, and we've seen that out of Mahomes his entire career, even though it feels like Mahomes has been around for a decade because we're so used yeah, to all right. these deep runs they make in the playoffs, right? But he's still a young quarterback too. But I think both of these quarterbacks, their ability to extend the plays, I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see what the, we're talking about the line, also the total in this game, because I don't know how either of these defenses can stop the uh, their opposing offenses right now. Well, the Bills, you know, one of the best defenses in the league as far as where they rank, uh, you know, in the category. Uh, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs, however, 28th in the league allowing almost six yards per play on defense. Uh, Of course, they are number one in third down offense, and the Buffalo Bills, uh, number one in the league, I believe, in third down defense. So that's a nice matchup there. A couple of strengths on strengths right there. Uh, You've got Kansas City, who is 14th in the league in red zone offense. They're 16th in the league in red zone defense. Uh, They don't get after the quarterback very well at all, James. This is kind of interesting. They certainly protect Patrick Mahomes very well. They are second in the league, only behind Tampa Bay, but they are 29th in the league as far as sacking the the opposing quarterback at less than two per game, and uh, I think you're going to have to get some pressure on Josh Allen. Well, and you got to contain him, too, so you have to be very strategic about how you're going to rush, and because he can get outside and he can climb the pocket and make plays with his feet, so what is the defense going to look like from Kansas City to try to adjust to Josh Allen. We saw, I mean, Bill Belichick, one of the best defensive coaches in the history of the NFL, had no answers. And it's not like his roster, that defensive side, was devoid of talent. They have some pretty good players on that defensive side, but the scheme, he just couldn't find any answers to be able to stop 
Josh Allen, I think the biggest piece was the fact that they couldn't apply pressure with the standard four-man rush. Is Kansas City going to be able to be, get some type of pressure with a limited, whether you're exposing yourself to four or five-man fronts to get after the quarterback? I think the one thing we will see with Kansas City defensively, defensive coordinator Spagnola will create a lot of different mismatches up front, show a lot of pressure looks, and then it's a matter of does Buffalo read that? Can Josh Allen read that? And I feel like he can. I mean, there's uh, such a confident player right now. You saw it yesterday. I love to read body language, and you saw it. They wanted that game. They wanted to, to establish themselves. Yeah, they won the AFC East, but I think that was the, the defining stamp to go and beat, to beat New England the way that they did last night and really just seeing the – Seeing how Josh Allen performed, the confidence that he brought, and how his teammates really rallied, and, and everybody picks up their game. When you have great players out there, other players start to raise their level of play, and I think we saw that last night for sure out of that offense from Buffalo. I mean, that's, that's, that's as diversified as the offense as we've seen all season long out of that team because they did rush the football as well. And how about that? Andy Reid uh, pulling out his bag of tricks. Travis Kelsey takes the snap. Patrick Mahomes goes in motion. And Travis Kelsey throws a touchdown pass to Pringle for the Kansas City Chiefs as they add to the lead. Now 42 to 14. They are really putting it on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, if you look at uh, some of the stats here, James, the Buffalo Bills talk about the uh, upcoming matchup in the divisional round. The Buffalo Bills likely to face the Kansas City Chiefs here. Um, defensive passer rating is a uh, statistic that I like to look at, and I think it's probably become more of a predictive stat in this day and age of the NFL, how your defense is able to defend the opposing quarterback. Because it's always been a quarterback league, but you, you know how it is these days. It, it's a passing league. We protect the quarterback so much. So how well is your defense doing at defending the opponent's quarterback? Kansas City is uh, a little bit below average at 17th in the league. You know who's number one? The Buffalo Bills. So how are they going to, uh, you know, are they going to be able to defend Patrick Mahomes? The stats would say they'll be able to do it better than Spagnola and the Chiefs will be able to defend Josh Allen. And it's interesting to watch this game with Kansas City and Andy Reid. A lot of times you feel like, all right, going to go vanilla here and not give anything away for his yeah. team. But it's kind of interesting, all the different trick all the different trick plays that they've been running out here. That one with Kelsey throwing the football, getting getting the he's in the gun throwing the football in the red zone. We've already seen a tackle eligible play for a touchdown. I think what Andy Reid's doing right now is it feels like, you know what, you're going to have – they know who they're playing next week. We're going to give you more things – that you have to be prepared for. And I think that's just playing almost in a sense like a mind game right now with Buffalo. Like, look, we can score in so many variety of ways. It's not just on Patrick Mahomes, but look at our different formations, how creative we can be offensively. And these are more packages that you're going to have to prepare for when you're talking about the Buffalo Bills defense. The Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way, 11th in the league in defensive passer rating. They rate higher than the Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, no such defense for Patrick Mahomes and company, and no such defense for Travis Kelsey throwing touchdown passes as well. Uh, once again, the current score, 42-14, to the Kansas City Chiefs really taking it to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and thankfully for Pittsburgh fans, we've reached the fourth quarter. It's almost over. 
Kansas City now a 28.5-point favorite in the live market and your total at 64.5. Pittsburgh will finish the year at 9-7-1, make that 9-8-1 if you count the playoff loss there. And Ben Roethlisberger, likely his career is over as a Pittsburgh Steeler, and I don't think there's much doubt about it, James. I think this guy is headed for Canton, Ohio with two Super Bowl wins. Yeah, he w- he obviously he'll be there, and, and just the duration. I think that's what we've seen with Big Ben to, yeah, tail end of his career, having the elbow surgery a couple seasons ago, really limited his ability to to push the ball down the field with any kind of velocity, uh, but his toughness. I think that's something that we'll always remember Big Ben in the pocket, standing tall and tough. I think that was like my favorite part about watching him. Yeah, you you can never bring him down, right? You have guys hanging all over him and still making plays out of the pocket. The toughness for sure with Pittsburgh and the the longevity that he had as a quarterback there for the Steelers. All right, when we come back, we wrap up the program and take one more look at the Monday Nighter, the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Los Angeles Rams as Super Wild Card Weekend wraps up. We'll be back on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This final segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. 42 to 14, the Kansas City Chiefs routing the Pittsburgh Steelers at Arrowhead Stadium. About 11 minutes of torture left for Pittsburgh Steelers fans there in this one. The Kansas City Chiefs will welcome the Buffalo Bills to Arrowhead next weekend 
in the divisional round. And James, you and I have been talking a lot about the San Francisco 49ers advancing to face the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round. And that's been a common matchup over the years and recently between Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur. Well, we got uh, a listener or viewer tweeting in here to give us a heads up. And I appreciate that. Testudo, uh, you can find him on Twitter at UMD Terps. I guess that's U- University of Maryland Terps. UMD Terps 08. Uh, he forwards a link to an article out of the San Francisco Chronicle and says, looks like Warner will play. So Fred Warner, we saw him really what looked to be a lot of pain rolling around on the ground, holding his knee in that game. Uh, But then we kind of saw him hopping around, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, looked uh, pretty, pretty happy about things. He wasn't really moping around like he knew he was going to be out of the rest of the game or what have you. Uh, and, and, you know, that was kind of a polar opposite of the way it looked on the field. Uh, but now we're getting word, apparently, that um, they feel like he's got a good shot. That's big. I mean, leading tackler, the leader of that defense in the middle of the field. And then we'll see what the status is with Bosa as he goes through his concussion protocol. But both of those players are key for me to get involved with San Francisco. Love the running game. Don't love Jimmy Garoppolo on the road, especially in a big inv- in a big game like this in the divisional matchup going against and trying to match scores if they have to get to that route, depending on the defense with San Francisco. Uh, but And weather didn't sound like it was going to be too bad and too big of a factor in San Francisco, built to run the football. They can play in any kind of climate. So still leaning towards the San Francisco 49ers at this point. So, yeah, good to hear that Fred Warner. Because I think we see, as betters, we need to know the status of all players involved and key players like this defensively. But also I think we want to see the best players out on the field. So we don't want to see San Francisco come in shorthanded in this matchup because then it really makes it difficult to handicap. Yeah, you know, I, I am a, a lifelong San Francisco Nord, uh, 49ers fan, but uh, to your point, when Micah Parsons went out of the game today, I was like, you know, I, 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 I'm rooting for the 49ers, but I don't like to see that. You know, I want to see the best on the best, and and I hope that's what we get to see uh, at Lambeau Field between the Packers and the Niners. And Circa has now come out with the line, James. I'm just seeing it posted here at the sportsbook right behind us, and they've come out with four and a half. Uh, in favor of Green Bay. So they're really the low store in the marketplace here for the line coming up between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. It looks like here I'm showing also that this game's going to be on Saturday. So Saturday Mm. scheduled to be a little bit warmer there in Green Bay, 22 compared to 11. I don't know how big a difference that is, but, um, you know, I think it does make a little bit of a difference. The wind still in that 12 to 15 mile an hour neighborhood, but uh, interesting circa uh, a full point really under market here as they post the Green Bay Packers as four and a half point favorites with a total of 47 and a half. James, uh, let's wrap up the program here with one last look at the uh, rematch in the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals going on the road to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Matthew Stafford, it's been well documented, 0-3 in his career in the playoffs, but I think it's also worth mentioning He has been in some tough environments in those games. All three of those games were on the road. Pretty tough, difficult situations to win. I know one of them was Seattle and one of them was New Orleans. I can't remember what the third one is. Dallas. There you go. Dallas, New Orleans, and Seattle. All tough places to win on the road. Uh, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury on the other side, they're both experiencing their very first playoff game. And that typically does not fare well performance-wise 
for players and coaches in that situation. So, you know, I think there's a lot of knocks you can make on either side here, the Rams and the turnovers and the pressure on Stafford. And then, you know, Arizona, the way they've kind of stumbled to the finish line here down the stretch, winning just one of their last five games. And I don't know which team's really going to show up with the best effort on Monday night. Well, I think for Arizona, if we can take away from the regular season what they've done away from home and being on the road, a confidence, bu- a confident bunch going on the road as mostly a dogs in a number of those games right. winning outright. You think about the game at Dallas a few weeks back early in the season. I believe it was week four when they went in and really handled the Rams for, from start to finish, right? Completely dominated that game. But what's interesting about that game is rushing the football they ran for over 200 yards i don't we don't think about that when we think about arizona i'm that's not the first thing that comes to my mind is their rushing attack but i think they're getting healthier for this game in that backfield and they're going to need that rushing attack thinking about okay for arizona the matchup now is how is thinking about the Rams. all right so how are they going to match up defensively against Arizona's offense? Is Arizona going to commit to rushing the football the way that they did back in that week four matchup going for over 200 yards on the ground, especially with the fact that, and we talked about, we were just talking about this. We want to see our best players out there on the field and not that these are the best players defensively for the Rams, but you are going to be missing both Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp starting safeties for the Rams. Those are their first and second leading tacklers on that team. Those guys are out. You're picking up Eric Weddle, who had retired in 2019, hadn't strapped up anything for two years, and now he's going to step in and have to start in this game. How are the Rams going to defend this? They're not going to be able to bring a lot of pressure because I think they're going to have to play a lot more zone, a lot more coverage to help out those safeties playing at the backup positions in this matchup here. And anytime you're missing those, you're, I don't know if it's always a great thing that your two safeties are your leading tacklers. Means a lot of things right. are getting down the field. That, that's a good point, right? Too. And yeah. but now that they're out, I think you're going to have to play a lot more coverage. And yeah, with with Kyler Murray, you don't want to play as much man because you know you turn your back as a defender, he's skating out of that pocket, and he's such a quick runner. Uh, how does that tend to lean towards the total in that matchup? Do we see longer drives with Arizona? More rushing the football, a lot more zone coverage from the Rams, not letting them take the top off the defense, not having DeAndre Hopkins out there either. And we know he's been out for a few games, so they've had to adjust to life without Hopkins. He's such a tough matchup as a wide receiver. Kind of leaning towards the under in this matchup, just thinking about what would the game plan look like for Arizona. I think they're going to have to rush the football and a lot of softer coverage with more completions, Clock continues to run as well as the rushing game for Arizona. Clock moving that way. I'm leaning towards the under here at 49 and a half. Pittsburgh Steelers are in the end zone again. Big Ben to Washington for a score, and it is 42 to 20 currently. And I tell you what, uh, Pittsburgh uh, backers with a teaser ticket in their hand are not dead yet. Probably could have pit, uh, teased P- uh, Pittsburgh up to plus 19 or so and make it 42 to 21 as the extra point is good. So currently Pittsburgh trailing by 21 points. James, you mentioned uh, the role that Arizona is in here on the road as an underdog, and it was most recently that uh, they were just that at Dallas and beat the Cowboys 25-22. You go back and you look at this uh, throughout the season. They were at San Francisco with Colt McCoy at quarterback, an underdog 
on the road in Santa Clara. They won that game 31-17. to They were on the road at Cleveland, 37-14. to They beat the Browns. And then I remember this one really well. This was one of my favorite bets of the season. The first bet on the opening week of the season, I bet the Arizona Cardinals getting three or three and a half. I can't recall the exact number. At Tennessee, yeah. beat the Titans in the opening week and crushed them. That score was 38-13. to um, so again, this team in the role of the underdog on the road, that's where they've been at their best at times this season. And, um, I, I just haven't really been that impressed with the Rams. They've played some really good games where they look like world beaters, but, uh, you know, to your point about the, the missing safeties, I just don't know if they have the depth there. Cooper cup is remarkable. I don't know if they have great depth in the running game. And I don't think Arizona is certainly the best team in the league or anything, and they've dropped off a lot since the loss of DeAndre Hopkins. But they feel a little bit more complete to me than the Rams, and I just think this is going to be a very tightly contested affair, and uh, I would take the points no matter who the underdog was. Yeah, three and a half, too, you get in that hook. I've, I'm leaning that way, too. I just feel like I like this total better, sitting at 49 and a half. These teams know each other. There's only so many things you're going to be able to scheme offensively, and it does concern me that those two leading tacklers for the Rams are not in this matchup. So that, that also has me leaning towards the Cardinals hill. But even with that said, just thinking about how Arizona now finally getting healthy, running back position, both Connor and Chase Edmonds, who's been out in and out of the lineup for the last month or so, they're both should be available to play in this matchup. And it's a great one-two punch with Edmonds and Connor. I agree. I yeah. like that rushing attack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to have to lean on that. Now, last piece, do we trust Kingsbury? to do that as the coach hadn't been in this situation That's before. the Mike McCarthy clause. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to trust that. Is that going to be the game plan going forward? Is that what that's what I think they should do now? Can we handicap and say that's what they will do? That's the challenge. That is going to do it for us. Thank you to the technical crew, our producer, Dan Miller. James, great to be with you in studio. Have a great evening, everybody, with us at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.